0: Hello and welcome to the Wisdom Journey. This journey through the entire Bible is produced by Wisdom International. Learn more at WisdomOnline.org. Stephen Davey has a lesson for you today called Trick Questions and brilliant answers. Jesus never allowed himself to become distracted from his mission and message. Even as he neared his end and was warding off attempts to discredit him, he kept his focus on the call to follow and submit to God.
1: Several years ago, I came across a book that had a, a rather bold promise in its title. The title was How to Argue and Win Every Time. Well, I haven't read it, but I'm sure the author knows a lot more on the subject than I do. I I don't win every argument. In fact, I can't even convince my wife that chocolate-covered donuts are good for you. (laughs) Well, maybe I ought to read that book. But let me tell you, Jesus has been hounded and pursued by some really argumentative people throughout his entire ministry, and we know some of them— uh, as Pharisees, so they were called. Now, as, as far as the Pharisees were concerned, they believed they could win every argument, impress everybody with, with their knowledge. But as we've seen, they have been no match for the Lord Jesus. Now, in our chronological study through the Gospels, it, it's still Tuesday of Passover week, and Jesus is still teaching in the temple. And we read now in Matthew chapter 22 what happens next. Verse fifteen. Then the Pharisees went and plotted how to entangle him in his words. Now they've been trying to trap Jesus with some, you know, kind of trick question to try to get him to say something or, or to or, or to take a position that might alienate him from the Jewish people or maybe even make him liable to prosecution by the Roman authorities. Uh, what's interesting here is that the Pharisees have joined forces with people called the Herodians, mentioned here in verse 16 of Matthew 22. Now, we're pretty familiar by now with the Pharisees, aren't we? These are zealous keepers of man-made laws and traditions. Uh, They want to earn their righteousness. But they also despised the presence and the rule of the Roman government. Well, the Herodians, on the other hand, were, were deeply involved with politics. They supported King Herod. And his royal family, and they were given uh, honorably by them the name Herodians. Well, King Herod ruled by appointment from the Roman government, so so the Herodians and the Roman government were supportive of one another, they were all tangled up together, and I say all of that uh, because the Pharisees and the Herodians didn't like each other they they never got along, but all of a sudden, here they're best friends. Why? Well, it's because they, they all hated Jesus. And as that old saying goes, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. Well, here they come. Good friends now. And they're going to try to trip up Jesus with this question here in verse 17. Is it lawful to pay taxes to Caesar or not? Okay. This is, this is indeed a clever, uh, tricky little question. If Jesus says, well, yes, you ought to pay taxes to Rome, well, the people are going to start mumbling about this prophet of God. He might be considered a traitor to the nation of Israel. You know, Maybe he's in league with Rome. But if Jesus says, no, I don't think you ought to pay your taxes at all, well, he's going to be in trouble now with the Roman Empire because empires don't usually appreciate tax evaders, do they? So how's Jesus going to get out of this trap? Well, Before answering them, Jesus pulls off their masks, and he says to them here in verse 18, why put me to the test, you hypocrites? In other words, I know what you're doing. You don't want an answer. You just want to trip me up. Well, then Jesus continues in verse 19, show me the coin for the tax. Well, when he's shown a Roman denarius, he asks them here in verse 20, whose likeness And inscription is this, and they answer, Caesar's. So, Jesus says in verse 21, render to Caesar the things that are Caesar's and to God the things that are God's. In essence, he's saying, if the coin bears Caesar's image, well, it belongs to this world, and you're obligated to pay this world's taxes. But then Jesus goes to the heart of the problem by adding this phrase, but give to God the things that are God's. You see, their real problem here isn't a tax, a problem. It's a heart problem. They've never given to God what they owe him, namely their hearts and their lives. You know, I love the fact here that there's no response from the Pharisees or the Herodians. You could have heard crickets out there in the temple courtyard. Well, verse 22 says that those who heard Jesus' words marveled. That word marveled means they were stunned with the depth and the brilliance of his answer. Well, up next to test Jesus are some Sadducees here in verse 23. The Sadducees, by the way, dominated the Sanhedrin, the Supreme Court. The high priest came from within the ranks of the Sadducees they They upheld the law of Moses they they only really gave loyalty to the first five books of the Old Testament, so because of that uh, they didn 't believe in angels, they refused to believe in any kind of resurrection from the dead they didn 't believe in any kind of future eternal life. So what kind of trick question do the Sadducees have up their sleeves here well it 's no surprise. They've got a trick question, and it's about the resurrection. Now, again, they're not they're not interested in an answer. They just want to try to make Jesus' belief in the resurrection seem silly or absurd. Well, here's the question, verse 24. Teacher, Moses said, if a man dies having no children, his brother must marry the widow and raise up offspring for his brother. Now, there were seven brothers among us. The first married and died and having no offspring, left his wife to his brother. So to the second and the third, down to the seventh. After them all, that is, they all died, the woman died. Well, in the resurrection, therefore, of the seven, whose wife will she be? For they all had her. So here's their trick question. This woman had seven husbands, and, and they all died. Well, i got to tell you, I'd be a little suspicious of the woman. Marry her, and and you're probably not going to live very long. Well, well, back to the point. Whose wife will she be in heaven? Well, Jesus responds with a really strong rebuke here in verse 29. You are wrong because you know neither the Scriptures nor the power of God. What Jesus means here is you men don't know anything about the Bible— and you don't know anything about the character of God. By the way, I believe Jesus would say the same thing to many religious leaders in our world today. They don't know the Bible hardly at all, and they really don't know anything about the character of God. Well, Jesus goes on here in verse 30 to say to them, in the resurrection, they neither marry nor are given in marriage, but are like the angels in heaven. In other words, Marriage doesn't continue on forever. Married couples don't remain married throughout eternity. Now, I don't know about you, but I think my wife might be encouraged with the fact she's not going to be stuck with me forever. Well, the institution of marriage no longer exists in heaven. That's the Lord's answer. Jesus goes on to say to them here in verse 31, as for the resurrection of the dead, have you not read what was said to you by God? While they're out here scratching their heads wondering what verse Jesus could be referring to. So Jesus goes on and he quotes the words of God to Moses at the burning bush here in verse 32. I am the God of Abraham and the God of Isaac and the God of Jacob. Then Jesus comments here, he is not God of the dead, but of the living. Well, what's Jesus' point here? How does this relate to his answer? Well, God spoke to Moses hundreds of years after Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob had died. But Jesus quotes God the Father speaking in the present tense. He is the God of Abraham. Uh, he, he, it's not that he was Abraham's God. Jesus is clearly explaining that Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob are still alive, even though they've died. Well, with that, I think you can hear those crickets out there in the courtyard again. The Sadducees are completely shut down. Verse 33 says that the people were astonished at his teaching. Again, they're stunned by the depth of his answers. Jesus is offering incredibly brilliant responses to these difficult questions. And Jesus takes them all back to school. He turns their attention where? To the scriptures. And and isn't that the, the problem? Isn't that the problem many people have today? They're they're trying to figure out life, and and even life beyond the grave, while at the same time ignoring what God has already said in the Bible. So let's believe his word today. Let's not try to win an argument with God. Let's believe him. Let's follow him. Let's surrender our lives to him today. Let's put into practice what we've learned from the Bible. Well, until our next wisdom journey, beloved, may the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen.
0: I hope this time in God's Word was encouraging to you today. Stephen called this lesson, trick questions, and brilliant answers. Stephen will continue teaching through the entire Bible next time. But before we leave you today, we have an offer that might help you or someone you know. Abortion is one of the greatest tragedies of our day and age. It steals the life of unborn children. But even further, It sees those children as the result of some cosmic accident rather than the result of God's meticulous craftsmanship. What is God's view of life in the womb? What does He think of it? What value does He place on that unborn life? If there was ever a time that the world needed Psalm 139, it's today. Beyond sonograms, ultrasounds, and years of scientific research, David gave us an unparalleled glimpse into humanity's true womb. Stephen's resource, Designer Made, is free for you today. We'll send it to you upon request. Visit wisdomonline.org forward slash designer. We'll send a copy to your email inbox right away. Again, the website for this offer is wisdomonline.org forward slash designer. Do that today, then join us next time to continue traveling on this wisdom journey.